Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. February the 10th, 2024. Do hope all things are well with you. Saturday morning, 7.35. Up a little earlier than I wanted to be. Uh, getting my hair cut this morning, if you want to know. Uh, we live in a small town, and I couldn't make my last haircut appointment, so the the lady who, the stylist who cuts my hair, is going to meet me at her shop. It's it's There are some real benefits to living in a small town. I promise you that. Uh, so I hope all things are well with you. Uh, got a long list of domestic stuff to do, but I wanted to make sure that I gave some podcasts uh, this weekend, as I was not able to earlier in the week due to having some illness. So let's do some podcasting. Let's talk about some spirituality. Today I want to talk about what authentic leadership means. And authentic, and by authentic, I mean our authentic self, our real self. What does it look like to lead And thus, what does it look like when community lives out of a more authentic place? Now, this is a tough thing because, not an easy topic because, uh, everyone's always at a different place. And I believe that community that is truly, purely authentic probably right now anyway, uh, or ever, doesn't really exist. Because uh, we live in and have been brought up in a false sense of self. Having said that, I believe that there are some ways in which we can live, in which we can lead, in which we can help nurture people into a more authentic self. And I do believe that there are organizations Uh, there are communities that probably do have a greater degree of authenticity than others. I don't say that to be judgmental. I say that simply to say that when we organize community, when when we institutionalize especially things, we do that in such a way that we gather around us like-minded people because they support, right? A like-minded person will support your cause, your belief, your community, whatever, purpose, mission statement. But, (laughs) and there's always a but, because we live out of of a false reality, and that is to say we live out of a reality that is not formed in authenticity and in our actual self, our loving self. Uh, The majority of those institutions are not self-aware anymore than the members of them. And I'm not passing judgment. I'm saying that's just the way it is because we live out of a false reality. But there is a spectrum. There are some people who are more aware, some people who are less. 
There are some people who are more aware of some things, some people who are less. It's just the way it is. Uh, Because we are all growing towards our authenticity, each one of us, and thus the institutions we create are all at different places. So let's talk about what a community looks like that is closer to authenticity. I will tell you, I've only encountered really one community that I have come in contact with that I think has the right concepts. And that's the 12-step program. Now, you can argue whether that keeps people sober or not. There's all kinds of new ways of thinking that are probably good. But the principles of the 12-step program are, are around inclusion, nurture, and support, and catharsis. That is to say, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, all you need to do is really want to seek transformation. That's a pretty good model. And I always thought any religious institution would, would serve itself well if, if it would follow that model. So let's look at the traits of what it would be if, if, a, if a community or an institution was closer to authentic. First and foremost, it would be based in a sense of love. A sense of love of neighbor, a sense of love of, of, of oneself, a sense of the things that come with love, you know, the, the aspects of love that you would look to and your intentions would be toward things like inclusion, uh, understanding that we are diverse as humans, uh, forgiveness. Matter of fact, it might be uh, in, so ingrained within a community that forgiveness just becomes automatic. Uh, that people would accept you for who you are and and, and the things you've, you've done, both right and wrong. Uh, there would be a sense of nurture. Now, there would be accountability in such a community, but it would be done in a very different way. It would not be punitive it would be restorative. And that is to say, yes, there are some rules of societies we have to follow. You you can't just want something and go take it. However, (laughs) if you made that mistake, there would be some remedial action, but it would not be done out of a punitive notion. It would not be done for the sake of punishment. It would be done for the sake of transformation and restoration. In other words, my friends, a community, a club, a a society that lives out of authenticity would live to a large degree, or at least be aware of to a large degree, 
the sort of nonsensical notion of competition, of comparison, that they would live out of a sense of welcome and inclusion and forgiveness, all the qualities that indicate one's authentic self would would be a part of that community and a part of the leadership of that community. And as I have said, you know, the model that I saw, that I've witnessed come the closest, is certainly groups of people in recovery where there is a sense that the principles of inclusion and forgiveness are really the leaders. And people adhere to and adjust their life in and through that principle. Now you may be saying, well, don't we have that? Here's the challenge, my friends. Here's, here's, here's our challenge with this. You will hear, let's say, religious communities or political communities say those things. But because the core tenant of those communities are based in opinion and not in practical love, they're based in opinion about who's right, who's wrong. They're based, even if they're the most inclusive, they still hold within their group genetics, if you will, their institutional genetics, this idea that you have to believe a certain way in order to be right. And so you're back to that idea of belief. What I'm talking about is, the, is an idea of being. I left the idea of belief a long time ago. And I came to under, even when I was working in a religious institution, I came to the understanding that it's not about belief. It's about being. It's an ontological about being pursuit. That you're not just becoming a better believer of theory or of a religious notion, but you are becoming something different. <laughs> You're becoming love. You're becoming forgiveness. You're becoming inclusion. You're becoming these things that, that an authentic life, an authentic human expresses. And so, therefore, this is how you, this is how you lead. This is how you function in the world. And I have seen people lead from a place of of great compassion, of great sympathy, knowing that there must be accountability, but it has to be done with a sense of nurture instead of a sense of punishment. In other words, folks, if the world will ever transform into something authentic, and I think there is hope that that could happen, uh, you know, to quote the band Rush, and their song, Closer to the Heart, uh, the people who hold high places must be the ones who start to form a new reality that's closer to the heart. Uh, if we're going to project into the world and 
maybe in our own way, help. Then, whether we're a basketball coach or a manager of a shop or a factory, maybe we're the CEO of of a company, maybe we're just a grandma, grandpa, or dad. We have to live out of this sense of being and lead, you know, whatever we're handed to lead. Um, You know, yesterday I came to work and uh, I was told I have to teach a, a kindergarten class that I had never been in before, which is fine. But you do that with a sense of compassion, a sense that there is rules, but you hold them accountable, not in anger, frustration, not to juxtapose themselves against each other or cause some sort of drama, but you nurture, you hold accountable with love, you you lead from the middle, if you will. You bring the best out that people can be regardless of where they're at, what station of life they're at. Now I realize when you're five or six years old, <laughs> you haven't you haven't formed much life, but you'd be surprised. You know, if it's teaching kindergarten or leading a basketball team or if you're the CEO of a multinational corporation, if your agenda and your intent is authentic love, then what forms around you is a sense that the other people you're with, that you're leading, that you're caring for, that they know, they see your agenda, they, they sense the energy of love, they see your actions of love. And basically what I'm trying to say here, friends, is that when you lead from a place of authenticity, you pull everybody up with you. But I will tell you, mostly what I've seen in my life are leaders, and I'm using air quotes here, that go out of their way to keep people down, to create division and derision, to create a sense of their own superiority, not because they're evil, but because they live out of ego. They live out of the false self. And so the qualities of an authentic leader, you know, caring, nurturing, supporting, maybe criticizing, but doing so in a way where you also bolster the positives. Holding people accountable, not through punitive punishment, but through accountable love. And you begin to see things rise. You begin to pull everyone up with you. Uh, Unfortunately, my dear friends, I do not see very much of this in the world, but there are some places. Uh, Unfortunately, even a place as welcoming as a 12-step program or a recovery program can still devolve into cliques and power and control. You know, people will say, this is my meeting, or "I'm, I'm the chairperson of this, or I'm... Again, it's not that these people are bad or evil. It's that that's what we know. All we know is division. 
All we really know is competition. All we really know is comparison. But I'm here to testify to you that real leadership, and if you are a leader, hear this, and most people lead something, can only happen out of you discovering the true agenda, which is to be the most loving human being you can be. There you have it. Thanks, guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.